Welcome to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome. We're excited to have our first guest here at FETC 2022. We're going to let her introduce herself, tell us who she is and where she's from and all that kind of good stuff. So here Excellent. we go. Thank you, Jeff. Eileen Bellostock. I am a tech director on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I'm also here as a freelance writer. Um, I, I publish a lot in ed tech um, in the world. And I'm here to actually write about the great things going on in ed tech world right now, as well as I'm presenting three times um, wow. on the changing role of CTOs, as well as data privacy, which is a, a huge um, topic of mine. Yeah, well, and that's and it's such a an important topic, especially the data privacy. Yes. Um, which I'd like to get into in just a second. I want to kind of jump back though to what you see as the changing role of CTO. Where was it, in from your perspective, and where do you think it's going? Um, well, prior to the pandemic, we've been the plugs and wires. Yeah. You know, we were always involved in the information side of IT um, and not necessarily with the instructional side. So what has happened with the pandemic is um, we were always in the room, but we were never at the table. So now we're at the table because everything touches, te technology touches everything. Exactly. Um, you know, our big thing is it's learning first, technology second. We want to be invisible, um, but we can't be invisible unless we're part of the, part of the process. So um, we've taken on a lot more. We're now involved in what's going on in the classroom, um, remote students, uh, student, socioeconomic students who can't afford uh, connectivity, which then they can't learn, which, you know, is all part. But it's all about instruction. Um, and it's nice to see that we're we're on both sides of the IT, the informational and instructional these days. So, well, it, it, and, and I'm glad to hear that you're excited about that. Um, you know, from 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 my experience and some of the folks that we know, that's not always the case. You know, sometimes you know the tech folks, they're like, listen, I I, I want to be the network tech guy. You know, leave me out of the instruction side. But I think it's very important that that they get involved but i think it's as you said you know now there's a seat at the table it's very important for the districts themselves to recognize that you can't move forward without your tech folks being present in these curriculum conversations absolutely and it's interesting because i do have a network admin i have a system admin but um what i'm finding is we have like these new smart boards and they're being put in classrooms. And my team, who's never involved in the instructional side, is excited about like Lumio as part of the smart yeah. package. Yeah. They're actually doing the training, which has been unheard of. It's usually a tech integration specialist. Yeah. And it's nice to see my team um, I understand the other side of you know what's being used with the technology that that we're buying. So yeah. it's been it's very exciting, yeah. exhausting but exciting. <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> I, I'm the CTO of a school district, and you know that's I was pulled in, and now I am in charge of uh, a virtual learning. Yes. And you know, and it's okay. Uh, we teach teachers, and we teach. It, it just getting back into it's been real exciting. Um, we just uh, turned out an article about why you need to get back to a big conference, why you need to get to a conference. I think at this level, this what this tell this gets everyone uh, gets our mouths watering for what we can do, and then those smaller regional uh, conferences are going to be great where we can take what we learn from here and take them into it. Absolutely, these are invaluable, and just being able to talk to someone in person mm -hmm. and do hands-on, yes. you know, activities and workshops, yep. and, and be able to sit and have a cup of coffee with someone and talk about some ideas or or, or complain, what, you know, just <laughs> vent a little bit too exactly. is okay. Um, but this is these are these conferences are important that they're coming back in person. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I want to shift gears into the other part of the presentations that you're doing here and the data privacy thing, with which is massive. I mean, uh, we're 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 based out of Arkansas, and especially right after we the schools started coming back from being off from the pandemic, we saw all kinds of districts being hit with you know ransomware and and what have you, and grabbing that data and then you know holding it hostage, mm-hmm. and the education of the users in how do you keep your data private? What are the things you need to look for? What you know? How do you how do you be more careful with the student data file that you have sitting on your desktop? You know, so I'm, I'm I'd, I'd like to hear your take on sure. data privacy and especially in education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to do a little plug. Um, I have a yeah. six-page article in Education Next. Oh, nice. About the same thing, and I actually highlighted some schools who are doing great districts who are doing great work about mitigating. Mm-hmm. So. It, you know, every CTO says it's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. So what we can do is, as CTOs is try to mitigate it, have good practices in place. Um, I was in a discussion with, with some um, CTOs yesterday. It's, you know, trying to get the teachers to understand, you know, how to keep their data private private and everything else. And they're human. They're going to they're gonna fall for the phishing thing every time, no matter how much training we do. But I feel like as CTOs, if we can say, you know, check off the boxes of, you know, single sign-on and making sure they're changing their passwords all the time, um, you know, not BYOD is a, is a touchy subject, but, you know, also making sure that devices that we don't own don't come into our district. Right. Um, you know, have redundancy. And um, a big thing that we've been talking about in the tech world is data governance make sure that people only have access to what they absolutely need because they're all human and it's i say to my teachers it's not your job to understand the the uh, security and safety uh privacy regulations and 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 laws it's my job mm-hmm. um but we want them to more be aware that yeah you may have access as a system admin to our uh, sis our student information system but you don't need it and we're going to give you what you need to do your job. And this is why we're doing it. We're trying to protect you. And so I think as long as they understand the reasoning behind what we're doing, people feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there was a, I don't know if you saw on the news this morning, there's a grandmother who got a phone call from her grandson about sending money. Oh, yeah. And, and she actually uh, was part of the process of catching this guy. Oh. But, you know, so it's the same thing with our teachers. They're going to click on something. They're going to have their passwords in a basket on their desk. And, <laughs> um, and it's, it's not, it, we just want them aware because we as tech directors, that's our job. Yeah. Yeah. It's our job. So. Yeah. So do you guys use any uh, third-party software uh, like GoGuardian or anything like that to work with the students uh, on their ends that help you guys give the, give the teachers a little more power to control the classroom, whether it's hybrid, virtual, or in face-to-face or anything like that? Yeah, we use, we're using Securely right now. Securely, um, yeah. Yeah, we're looking at Gaggle for the mm-hmm. other component uh-huh. of, of student safety. Um, I came into this district, and it was right after the pandemic started, and, and they had just given out all these dev- iPads to kids, but there's no filters on them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were only filtered when we, when we get into school. So we, we had a big project of getting any device of ours that goes home needs to be filtered at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so we ran into a lot of that. So we are, we are using those kind of things. Kids are going to do what the kids are going to do. That's exactly um, right. You know, um, but we, we want to keep them as safe as we can with our devices, on our network, um, for educational learning. 
you know, and I say to parents all the time, they don't need their iPad open all night or their or their Chromebook. You know, where are they where are they using it? Are they using it in their bedroom at eleven o'clock at night or are they <laughs> sitting at the table doing their homework? Uh-huh. So it's about parent involvement, you know, mm-hmm. teacher awareness and putting these safeguards like a securely or a go guardian in place to to do the best we can. Yeah. Yeah, and I think parent I think parent education is a huge part of what we do in educational IT. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think unfortunately sometimes the the parents are kind of the last people in line, you know, as as we go through trying to think even you know, even remotely think about how we're educating, who we're educating, and you know, you forget you sometimes, you know, forget you've got to educate the parents on what that means that this child is taking this device home and what it means that this child's device is filtered. You know, they don't get to go anywhere they want to go. Or you as the parent, you know, you don't necessarily get to go wherever you want to go because now there's an iPad in your house, you know. Yep. And <laughs> yep. I think it's, you know, they, there's also limitations on what we can can um, can control or mm-hmm. monitor. Right. And I think it's important for parents to know that. What we're finding, though, is a lot of grandparents are raising children these days. Right. And the older generation is not... There's a lot that are really good, um, but they're not as tech savvy. Um, so we're finding a lot of grandparents are reaching out to us oh, and yes. saying, you know, how can how can you, I help you with your my child, my grandchild at home? And is this something he should be do- doing? And what kind of filters do you have in place? So it's interesting to see uh, the family dynamics have changed too, as well. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So do you have a favorite session you're doing here? That's you the one you're really looking forward to. Or are they all kind of equal? And- um, um, actually, they're all kind of equal. But I'm doing. Um, I'm doing one today with Diane Dorsch, uh-huh. and it's about the changing role of CTOs, um, and it's very interactive. Um, I think they're gonna people are gonna really like it, and we're looking for it to be a place where CTOs can come and have a safe spot to talk about our struggles and talk about our successes. Yeah. Um, and really, I understand that uh, this presentation's been done uh, a few years at FETC, and and we completely revamped it to address the changing ro- what what our CTOs are doing right now. But yeah. there's also another great one on Friday um, with Donna Williamson, um, and, and, then, and that's going to be really good. And uh, Frankie Jackson is on Thursday with Data Privacy, and she is a cybersecurity data privacy guru. So um, it's all very exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. So when you're not presenting, <laughs> what are some of the things that you're looking forward to attending yourself or learning yourself yeah. while you're here? Um, I think the biggest thing we want to learn about is how to engage students in, a, in a, an online environment. And I think that's what we're all talking about these days. And, you know, we find that during the pandemic, you had students not engaged. And it's almost the same thing as when they were in our classroom. Sure. You know, they weren't engaged sure. then, How to, but, but now we have this additional challenge. I'm also looking into assistive technology. How can we make sure that we have the technology that um, addresses everybody, you know, all students? And SEL is another one. One more thing is yeah. um, because everybody's talking about SEL. Right. They're putting their ESSER funds into SEL programs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to do it in our district, and I really want to kind of see what's out there. But what I'm finding is uh, companies uh, like, like Nearpod and those kind of companies are actually adding curriculum. So you're not having to go to another third party to look at their app. So 
So I got a busy week. Yeah, I got a lot busy. going on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been talking. We have 76 interviews over the next three days that we'll be doing. So we're sitting here uh, talking with folks like you. We're, we're looking forward to it. And thank you for coming. And thank you for starting off our whole event like this. It's been great. That's I'm right. So you've, you really, you've set the bar high. You've set okay, the bar, bar very high. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank Excellent. you much for coming. Thank hope, you so hope much. Hope you have a great one. Dave. If, uh, if, uh, if folks would like to reach out to you oh, and yeah. learn more about yeah. what you guys are doing, especially in the CTO uh, roles, yeah. what's a way they can get in touch with you? Uh, Twitter's the best way. Uh-huh. It's at Eileen Ballastock. So awesome. that's the easiest way to get hold of me. Great. Um, it's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. So thank you so much. This was great. Thank, thank you, you so much. You've been listening to a special EduTech Guys presentation recorded live at FETC 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening.